This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. Glad you're with us today. And coming up on the show, many of our favorite partners, including Label Sternbach and friends from AARP Minnesota. All this plus the words to the wise on New Beginnings. And our program is underway right now. Thank you for joining us this weekend on New Beginnings. I'm Freddie Bell. And joining us on New Beginnings right now is epidemiologist Michael J. Osterholm. He is a Regents professor and has advised presidents of the United States on all things COVID. What do you think about wearing masks in public? We're not seeing as much as that lately. Is that still an important aspect of protecting ourselves against the disease? We need to be using N95 respirators. They need to be used not just when they're in the patient room, but in areas where patients are at of any kind since we are seeing more and more transmission of infection. I just recently had a friend and colleague who had been hospitalized for cancer treatment and while in the hospital over a period of several weeks developed COVID and died from his COVID. Uh, that was a hospital-acquired infection. How did it occur? Was it the staff? Was it uh, visitors? Whatever it was, the, the use of respiratory protection was not effective. We need clarity on that issue right now. Since the public health emergency ended in the U.S. earlier this year, healthcare facilities here have relaxed masking requirements to align with individual risk assessment, and I imagine hospitals and nursing homes will struggle to implement new mandates if they attempt to at all. This is a stark reality of our current situation, weak recommendations and severe pandemic burnout. I realize they are happening at the same time. But at the end of the day, JN1, alongside other COVID variants and respiratory illnesses, still threaten those who are at higher risk of severe disease and death. And I believe we must try to use every tool we have to minimize this suffering. This also applies to those at-risk people for serious illness uh, in our families and uh, the social settings we get together. But realize, again, respiratory protection, as much as the world is over with it, still can be an effective way to avoid becoming infected with this virus. And that's a big deal if you're someone who's at risk for dying from this infection. Thank you, sir. We got to leave it right there. That's Dr. Michael Osterholm. And this is New Beginnings. It happened this week, and I'm Freddie Bell. In 1916, the Professional Golf Association was formed in New York City. In 1928, the first fully automatic film-developing machine received a patent by A.M. Josefo. In 1950, 11 men robbed $1.2 million in cash and $1.5 million in securities from an armored car in Boston, Massachusetts. In 1977, convicted murderer Gary Gilmore was killed by a firing squad in Utah. In 2003, actor Richard Crenna lost his battle with cancer. The veteran actor's numerous credits included the 1950s sitcom The Real McCoys, the three Rambo movies, and The Flamingo Kid. He was 75. In 2004, film producer Ray Stark passed away at the age of 88. One of Hollywood's most influential independent film producers, Stark's numerous films include Night of the Iguana, Smokey and the Bandit, and Peggy Sue Got Married. In 2005, one-time blonde bombshell Virginia Mayo, a veteran of more than 40 films and numerous television shows, died at the age of 84. In 2006, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the federal government could not stop
stop Oregon's assisted suicide law. The court voted 6-3 to three that the government cannot prevent doctors from helping terminally ill patients in Oregon in their lives. In 2011, music industry pioneer Don Kirshner died of heart failure in Boca Raton, Florida. He was 76. In 2017, WikiLeaks disclosure, Chelsea Manning had her prison sentence reduced from 35 years to 7 by former President Barack Obama. And in 2023, a revival of the 1980s TV sitcom Night Court premiered on NBC with John Larroquette as a sole returning cast member. It happened this week. Hi again, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and joining us now is John Schwartz. He is the founder, the heart and soul of the Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse. How many elderly people do you think have been impacted in just the last couple of years from financial fraud, John Schwartz? Hey, Freddie, thank you very much for having me back on the show. I really appreciate it. So, Freddie, those numbers are very difficult. So I'm just going to uh, uh, throw out what how I look at it. I believe that if uh, one out of 100 are affected by this crime and that uh, I estimate that a one out of 100 lose, loses approximately $100,000. Now, that's based on uh, very few data points, but I want to uh, put that out there. So if you take that figure and apply it to uh, 56 million elders that we currently have in the United States, the numbers is, is extremely large. And I also want to say that I think one out of a hundred's uh, conservative too. I want to make a conservative estimate, but I believe uh, what I'm stating is a very conservative estimate. With so many elders being impacted, it seems as if there is a bigger role for family members to take an active role in those whom we love and we're close to. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, Freddie. So how I look at it, I say it's a two-piece equation, right? It's the uh, elderly uh, family member, as well as a trusted and responsible family member coming together, talking about the threat of elder financial abuse and what can they do working together to harden the target, make it a little bit more difficult for a financial predator to gain control of that elderly person and take their entire life savings. So, yes, it's a definitely a two part equation working as a team to protect that elderly person from these financial predators who are definitely out there. You've talked about having these hard conversations. How do you start the, this kind of a conversation when uh, Uncle John or Grandpa Grandpa Bill is just so hard and set in his, in his ways? Uh, he's hardened his own target, but how do you help him to understand or her to understand that this is something they really need to take a different look at? What I would suggest is maybe go to our website, endefa.org, again, endefa.org, and take a look at the 18 uh, different uh, cases that we have of convicted uh, financial predators, see how they conducted the crime, and then hear the victims' uh, stories on how they lost their entire life savings. Maybe that will change their perspective. As well, take a look at, just do a Google search on uh, elder financial abuse cases, but find the specific cases uh, that have already occurred where people have lost their life savings. We like to take action on new beginnings, and I want to see if we can formulate something to give our listeners this weekend. What would be just one or maybe even two things that we can do this weekend to protect those that we love? The first thing that I would suggest is conduct and risk assessment of that elderly person. And I suggest that because that's exactly what the uh, financial predators do 
when they target their uh, most uh, vulnerable. So if you have an elderly couple who's uh, age 65, they're active, uh, family lives close by, they probably rank fairly low, but uh, take the same uh, couple um, 10 years later at age 75, maybe one of the spouses has already passed away and there aren't any kids living uh, close by. You know, now that person's much more susceptible to a financial predator. So do that honest assessment. And then another idea that I would share is uh, possibly taking a look at uh, getting an additional telephone number for that elderly family member. And that telephone number would only be shared with trusted and responsible family members and a trusted network. All right. Can you share your website with us one more time, John, before we step away? Yeah, you bet. It's endefa.org. Again, it's endefa.org. And endefa stands for End Elder Financial Abuse. All right. He's John Schwartz, the founder of the Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse. He's on New Beginnings, and our show continues right now. The Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, Minnesota Family Investment Program, MFIP, and WIC Nutrition, along with other available programs, can help you buy food while budgets are tight. SNAP, MFIP, and WIC benefits can help families access additional support as well, including health screenings, emergency assistance, nutrition education, and employment training. Apply online at applymn.dhs.mn.gov. This message is powered by the Minnesota Department of Health. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. It's not too late to save on your 2023 tax bill. Join us this week as we talk about five last-minute moves that you can make to reduce your taxable income. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and now it's time to talk finance with Label Sternbach. Label is an Amazon best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Label, welcome back to New Beginnings. How are you this week? And okay, Label, welcome back to the show, first of all. But the big question, how can you reduce your taxable income for 2023? It sounds illegal. It sounds outlandish. Isn't 23 done and over with? We sang all anxiety and all the rest of it. How can we go back in time and reduce our taxes? So we absolutely have a time machine. Uh, and this is, again, thanks to Congress. Um, but I want you to keep in mind, right? Most people think about taxes as I did something and now I'm looking back to the past and figuring out how to I qualify for the most deductions. When in reality, our tax code is a wealth transfer machine. It is very good about moving money around in our economy from one place to the next. And when Congress wants to incentivize certain behaviors, when they want to incentivize the flow of money from one place to the next, they will give you crazy incentives to do it. One of those incentives is that they extend the deadline to make certain contributions to your tax filing deadline. So whenever your taxes are due in April, that's until you that's when you have until to make some of these moves. And that's a gift that Congress gives you because they really, really want you to make those moves. So if they really, really want you to make those moves, 
Do you have any tricks up your sleeve for spouses who might already be retired or maybe they haven't worked? Yeah. So so let, let's talk about what some of those tricks are, right? So so number one, we have number one, we have you can make IRA contributions to your accounts up until the deadline. So whether it's your IRA account, your 401k, 403b, doesn't matter, right? Those retirement accounts, you can make contributions, right, for the previous year, this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as your plan allows it, not every 401k will allow you to backdate those contributions. But, you know, IRAs, you have control over that. Your, you know, SEP accounts, generally you have control over that. Um, you can even talk to your accountant about, you know, there's forms that they can fill out if the custodian doesn't allow it. If they report it for this year, you can file a, a form that'll make it for last year. Um, but you can make those. And when you make those contributions to those retirement accounts, right, that goes on your last year's tax return. That reduces your taxable income, which can reduce your taxes paid. And listen, it's a strategy that people do to get themselves go from paying taxes to getting a refund by reducing their taxable income. And Mm. that doesn't just go for the person who has a job. Let's say you have someone who's a, you know, a stay-at-home mom, right? They absolutely can make contributions to what's called a spousal IRA. Now, it sounds fancy, but all that means is that it's an individual retirement account that is opened up in the name of the spouse. And even though the spouse doesn't have earned income, as long as they're one of the partners on the tax return has earned income, that spouse can contribute up until the maximum, you know, for the IRA contribution limits or the amount of earned income that the couple has, which is extremely beneficial, right? So when you're thinking about how can I reduce my taxes for the previous year, right? You make your retirement contribution. So not only are you saving retirement, you're reducing your taxes. Have your spouse save for retirement as well, whether or not they're working. That's really interesting. We're t- that's a real trick up your sleeve. So I know people are listening right now, label, okay, okay, my spouse, I'm not married, but I'm a business owner. I'm a small business owner. What tricks do you have for a small business owner and what choices do they have for reducing their tax bill? So small business owners actually have a whole number of tricks that they can use to reduce their tax (laughs) bill. Um, If they do it in the, you know, before December 31st, there's more options open to them. But let's say we're now, right, after December 31st, but before April 15th, they have a number of options. Number one, they can contribute to just a regular IRA account just for themselves, which is fine. You know, you can contribute, you know, up to that max, which, you know, it's a decent amount. But if you want to contribute more, you can open up a solo 401k account. You can open up a 401k account for your entire company. You can open up a SEP IRA, right? And again, depending on whether you have employees or not, or how many employees will determine which of these options you want to do. But in re- in contributing to those retirement accounts, you can contribute significantly more than you could to an IRA. And you can also potentially do employer contributions as well. So not only can you put in the maximum amount, amount that an employee can put into a, those retirement accounts, but you as the employer can contribute that matching amount, you know, up to a dollar amount. So you can put away a very significant amount and both of those get reduced on your taxes, right? Because you have either they are contributions to retirement accounts that become pre-tax contributions. So that reduces your personal taxable income. And if they're business contributions, then those are business expenses that get to be reduced off of your business tax return. And again, this is, you know, there's a lot of different options. 
different tax incentives for those different options. Uh, so depending on how much money you have, how your business is structured will determine which one to use. You definitely want to talk to your accountant about it and a financial professional who specializes in small business retirement accounts. Um, but there is a lot that you can do as a business owner, especially if you're a self-employed business owner. Interesting. I was going to ask about the person who's just uh, the the Social Security guy. They put they don't have a tax ID. It's just their own Social Security number. I'm imagining this applies to them as well. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, they can open up a, so, a SEP IRA or a four hundred one k. Um, and a SEP IRA is you know stands for you know self employed uh, plan, right? Simple employee plan, whatever. Right? They, they it's designed for the one person or. If you have you know a few employees, you can do that as well. But the contribution limits are significantly greater than just an IRA, and and it can also have an employer contribution part as well. Um, so it allows you to reduce your taxes by significantly more than just the you know the seven or eight thousand for the IRA contributions. At the beginning of our conversation, you talked about backdating. Can you backdate a Roth IRA? So that becomes a little complicated. So <laughs> technically, you can so you can backdate Roth contributions. Okay. Right? So you have up until April to do that, which again, I mean, huge savings, right? However, I do want to point out Roth conversions have to happen by the end of the tax year, right? So you can't go back in time and do a Roth conversion, but you could do a Roth contribution. Okay, and so are there limits on the contributions? The um, the limits are, you know, depending on your situation, will determine what those limits are and what type of account it is, right? So uh, whether you're contributing to an IRA or a 401k or a SAP or a simple, those all have different contribution limits. And uh, so that will determine what those limits are. Uh, but whatever the limit is for, you know, a traditional 401k or whatever it is, the same applies to the Roth usually. Interesting. I'm pulling out the, the kitchen sink. I'm trying to test everything. This is my <laughs> stress test label. So what about health savings accounts, the HSAs? Uh, health, how does that fit into reducing taxes? Health savings accounts are an amazing gift that Congress has given us. Yes. Um, they, If you are fortunate enough to have one, um, you get to make pre-tax contributions to it. So it reduces your taxable income, right? And and that is something that also you can do right after the tax year. Um, and when you take the money out, as long as it's for a qualified medical expense, you get to take it out tax-free, which is amazing. Um, additionally, you can also, you know, roll the money over. So think of it kind of like uh, a Roth IRA for medical expenses. So how can these... Uh these accounts, if we, if what can bite us, what can hurt us if we're not careful when we're considering uh, doing the backdating and uh, managing the contributions and so forth? So the thing that can, uh, what can bite us is if we're beyond the phase out limits for the accounts. So there are contribution limits and depending on how much money you make, we'll determine what that is. So you want to make sure that your, your contribution is going to be deductible. Because otherwise, if it's going to be a non-deductible contribution, then you might as well just make it into your Roth account. Now, this actually brings up an interesting point, which is some people, they don't have the option to do a Roth 401k. And even if you do, you shouldn't. A Roth 401k isn't as beneficial as it sounds. What you really want to do is do a backdoor Roth conversion where essentially you make 
a non-deductible contribution to your IRA account or your 401k account, and then you roll it over, you do a Roth conversion in the same year to your Roth account. And Roth accounts usually have, you know, contribution limits. So if you earn too much money, you can't contribute to them. But doing it this way with a backdoor Roth conversion, which again, this is one of those things like the tax code, they may very well close this loophole in the tax code because the main people who take advantage of it are the people who are making a lot of money um, and Congress wants to tax more of their money. Um, but that is one of those ways that you can get a lot more money into your Roth accounts. Of course, you know, you got to really do the math uh, in all of this. You got to do the math of does it actually make sense for me to put it into a retirement account now? Do, do I get more bang for my buck by reducing my taxable income this year versus reducing my taxable income in the future? Right. Uh, you know, so if you contribute to your retirement account now versus putting it into a Roth, paying the taxes, putting it into a Roth and then having it tax free in the future, you really got to do that math on that because it is not clear cut. Um, for every person, you know, you got to make sure that the numbers line up. What I will also say is if you've got a significant amount of time between now and when you're going to retire, or you, you're you getting close to retirement and you have control over when you're going to retire and when you're going to claim social security, you really want to start playing around with those numbers with, you know, do I put it into a retirement account and then do Roth conversions before I take social security and my pension? Or do I put it all in a Roth now? Or do I put it all in a retirement account now? Forget about Roth conversions. You got to really think about that. But I will encourage people to not underestimate your ability to have years where you have 0% taxable income, um, because in those years, that's where you want to do your conversions. That's really interesting. And before we have to step away, I want to ask you about the 529 plan. And I've I uh, use that myself, uh, believe it or not, label to help my daughter go into college. And uh, the only concern I had, I wish I had started that a lot sooner. I'm wondering, <laughs> can we contribute to those and get a tax deduction as well? So those are a little tricky. So, yes, you can contribute to those. Um, however, um, for federal purposes, you have to um, you only get it in the tax year. Well, you don't get a deduction on the federal tax bracket. Um, at all for making contributions to 529s. However, um, some states will have um, deductions or credits for money that you put into a 529. So you got to check with your state to see what their incentives are. Some will allow you to do it up until April 15th. Some, you know, you got to do it by December 31st. Every state is different. Some have limits to how much of a credit they'll give you. Um, so, you know, for instance, I was just looking up for someone like Ohio has a limit of for $4,000, right? So $4,000, you contribute to your 529, you can get $4,000 dollar for dollar deducted from your accredited towards your, uh, state of Ohio taxes, which is amazing, right? So it's like a no brainer, go put $4,000 into a 529 account. Right. And even if your kid doesn't go to college, right? Even if they never go to, uh, a school, they can then roll that over into a Roth IRA for themselves up to $35,000. And that will probably, that may get increased in the future. Um, but even if they have to pull it out and take a 10% tax hit, right? Just think about the amount of years that it's going to have where it's going to grow tax free. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing gift to give to kids. That's the 529. And uh, just for those who are joining us late, uh, can you just tick off in the few seconds we have left those five tips, what they are? 
Yep. So number one, contribute to your retirement accounts. Number two, have a spousal uh, IRA. Don't forget that spousal IRA. Don't forget your catch-up contribution. So if you're over age 50, you get to contribute more. Um, HSA accounts, don't forget about those. And then finally, we got 529 accounts, which while they don't give you a deduction on your federal taxes, they may give you a deduction on your state taxes. And they are still very much something that you should consider and look at. If I go to yieldsforyou.com, can I get more detailed information about my state? Or I'm talking as for our listeners. Um, So we do not have a list state by state. But what I will tell you is just Google 529 and then your state's name. And if your state has a program, not every state has a 529 program. But if they do, um, it should be the first Google result that you get. And usually they have an FAQ section over there that's very easy to read. Um, If you're having trouble figuring out, feel free to email us and we will be more than happy to take a look for you. He's Label Sternbach. And that's all the time we've got now. So join us next week as we talk about bank CDs that are paying 10 percent, where to find them and how they should become a staple in our retirement arsenal. Label's website is yields for you. That's yields for you dot com. Yields the number four, the letter U. Com. I'm Freddie Bell, and more New Beginnings is straight ahead. Here are today's words to the wise. Your dreams are more valuable than money. While money has its significance, the fulfillment and the sense of purpose derived from following your dreams could be more enriching and rewarding in the long run. It encourages us to prioritize our happiness, our personal growth, and the realization of our aspirations, recognizing that true wealth encompasses a variety of life experiences, not just monetary success. It's a reminder to balance the pursuit of financial stability and the fulfillment of our dreams. Today's words to the wise, your dreams are more valuable than money. To learn more, you can visit my website, freddiebell.com. Today, while you're going about your normal routine, 1,370 seniors will fall victim to financial fraud. Never saw it coming. Many will lose their life savings. He wiped us out. The Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse conducts extensive research and provides comprehensive training to individuals and organizations to help prevent elder financial abuse. He wiped us out. How could this happen? Join the fight at endefa.org. Vaccines.gov is your trusted source for vital vaccine information, offering a user-friendly platform to access up-to-date details on vaccines, including COVID-19, discover nearby vaccination locations, understand vaccine safety, and access resources for healthcare providers. With multilingual support and comprehensive educational materials, Vaccine.gov empowers individuals and communities to make informed decisions, promoting public health through vaccination. Stay informed, stay protected is all at your fingertips on Vaccines.gov, a message from the Minnesota Department of Health. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. This is New Beginnings. I'm Freddie Bell, and it's really a pleasure to come into your home, your car, wherever you may be today to talk with us. And I'm excited because Kathy McClear from AARP, she's the state director. She's joining us. And (laughs) I know it's a little early, maybe not too early, but let's talk about taxes, Kathy McClear. Yeah, well, that that tax deadline, it hits every year at April 15th, doesn't it, Freddie? It does, it does. And I know there's some people who smiled as we talked about tax, but there's some help that can be gained from AARP. Can you share share some information with us about that? 
Yeah, we are so proud of this program. So since 1968, the AARP Foundation Tax Aid Program has been providing free tax help and assistance, prep assistance to more than 75 million taxpayers. And these are all volunteer tax preparers who are focused on older adults with low to moderate income. You know, I don't know about you, Freddie, but taxes stress me out and I don't wanna do it wrong. And these tax aid volunteers uh, across the nation, including here in Minnesota, they are trained, they are IRS certified every year. Um, they know about and understand all the latest changes and additions to the tax code. And these folks are amazing at making sure individuals get all of those tax credits and refunds that they are entitled to. Everyone, we're talking about tax assistance through AARP. It's interesting that you've got a long-standing record of helping people. Talk about the tax aid locator and where we can find these individuals. Yeah, so last year there were 74 sites across Minnesota, many of them right here in the Twin Cities, as well as some virtual support. And we're really excited that this year we're going to be having some uh, limited ability to have taxes prepared at the AARP Information Center at the Mall of America even. And so if you are interested in getting some help, getting those taxes done, and now I should say, you know, if you have a farm or you own a business, our folks can't help you. This is really for folks who have pretty simple tax returns. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, our tax aid locator launches uh, middle of January and the site's open in very early February. And all you have to do is go to aarpfoundation.org forward slash tax aid. And that's tax aid, T-A-X-A-I-D-E for details. To give our listeners an idea of how important this is, how many folks How many individuals, how many members or non-members were you able to help last year with tax aid? Yeah, so, you know, the tax code is complicated and oftentimes taxpayers end up overpaying. They turn to services that they can't afford or they just don't file. And that means that they're missing out on tax credits or deductions, again, that they have really earned. Last year, our volunteers here in Minnesota, and again, this is an all-volunteer run program, Mm. they serve 35,000 12 Minnesotans uh, through our volunteer program and AARP membership is not required. Um, Again, we do focus on those who are 50 and older who have low to moderate incomes, but you don't have to be an AARP member to take advantage of those services. How can we get information about tax aid and uh, get access to these individuals who are volunteering their time to help people like you and me? Yeah, again, go to aarpfoundation.org forward slash tax aid and you'll be able to find out what documents you need to bring uh, and what you know what services folks can provide, uh, making sure you have your income, payments, deductions, adjustments, credits, health insurance, all of that before your appointment. And the other thing I wanna point out, Freddie, is that if you recall, your listeners probably remember, we passed um, some fabulous legislation last year that provides additional relief for social security recipients. And mm-hmm. so more individuals who, receive uh, social security benefits in Minnesota, they will, uh, fewer of them will be paying taxes on that income. And so these folks can help sort through all of that and and make sure that folks uh, get those deductions. That's a really big benefit for people across the state of Minnesota. And uh, additionally, from what I understand, uh, membership in AARP is not required to access this, this help for your taxes. It is not required to be an AARP member. We're here to serve all. 
All right. However, I will quickly say that if you'd like to become a member, that's that's a good thing as well. Any final thoughts today about the tax aid or the kind of help that AARP does lend people across the state of Minnesota? You know, this is just such a tremendous service and uh, our volunteers are so dedicated. I just encourage folks to look into it if you need a little help uh, getting those taxes filed because those volunteers are really fantastic. All right. She's Kathy McClear, Minnesota State Director for AARP, and this is New Beginnings. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. It's time now for my song of the week. Elton John is now part of a very elite group of entertainers. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer earned EGOT status at the Primetime Emmy Awards. Disney Plus's live stream event, Elton John Live Farewell from Dodger Stadium, won the Emmy for Best Live Variety Special. He becomes the 19th entertainer to win Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Awards, thus EGOT. John wasn't able to attend the ceremony due to recent knee surgery, but he said in a statement that he is incredibly humbled to be joining the unbelievable talented group of EGOT winners. For my song of the week, here's one of my favorites. It's Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Bye. 
That's Elton John with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, my song of the week. For more music news and information, visit me on Facebook and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. And now, from the lighter side of my desk, the world's oldest forest is just two hours from New York City. Scientists from sunny Birmingham and from the University of Cardiff in Wales first discovered it in 2009 in the Catskills Mountains. It's near the town of Cairo at the bottom of an abandoned quarry, but the exact location is a secret. Researchers have told the journal Science that the forest has rocks that are 385 million years old and that they may have been seen or even stepped on by dinosaurs. It also has ancient fossils and the roots of early trees, all of which are limited to scientific study. Pro wrestler Hulk Hogan is being credited with rescuing a 17-year-old girl from a car crash just west of Tampa International Airport. Based on a social media account, Hogan was driving with his wife, Sky Daly, and a friend when they witnessed the wreck. The wrestler reportedly used a tool to cut through the airbag and help the driver, who was not seriously injured, and escape the car. Hulk Hogan, whose real name is Terry Bolia, lives in Pinellas County. It's wacky, but it's true. A man broke into a police station and ate the cop's lunch. The police in Spain had no trouble finding the man after he ate the lunch because he left his wallet behind. They say, and you know how they are to appear better prepared, bring paperwork. In a small study, people who brought paperwork into a meeting or negotiations were seen as being better prepared. According to the study, the person who has a lot of paperwork with them is better prepared, 51%. The person who has no paperwork with them is better prepared, only 14%, and 35% said they didn't know. From the lighter side of my desk, and I'm Freddie Bell. Did you know that now you can see and hear Sunday morning services from Unity South Twin Cities? Search Unity South Twin Cities online and Facebook and catch the live stream Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook.com. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the senior minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. Not long ago, I had the opportunity to give the holiday message at Unity South Twin Cities, where the Reverend James Stacy is the senior minister, and the title of the talk is Steadfast Love. Here is a portion of that address already in progress. My title this morning is about steadfast love, taken from today's daily word, Yvette. And here is a scripture that Yvette read at the end of her daily word passage this morning. It says, Beloved or beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. That's from 1 John, the fourth chapter, seventh verse. So when something or someone is steadfast, it's typically describing someone who is dependable. Do you know anybody who's dependable? 
Not many hands went up right away. I'm concerned. If a per- <laughs> we got two hands from Adam. If a person or something that you can count on to always come through. Thanks for being the rock. That's what Jesus told Peter. Because he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And if you remember the story of Peter, when he saw Jesus walking across the, ro- the water, and his face started to waver a little bit, and he began to sink. And he goes, why did you not believe? What happened to your faith? Well, he's the rock. And so I think Jesus was kind of a jokester of a bit, and he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. So it's a strong foundation. The rock is steadfast. The rock is unchanging. It's the unchanging foundation of our church. And these statements all reference something of a commitment that never changes because it is steadfast. Not many of us would want to stake anything of value on something has, that has no foundation or on something that breaks down under stress. Nor would we want to bank our lives on something that is conditional. You've seen these guarantees of the warranty. We'll replace everything if this happens, unless this happens. You know, the kind of love that we're talking about this morning is a steady or a steadfast love that never fails. As we move through this Advent season, last Sunday, Kelly Von Honikoff shared some ideas with us on peace from an Asian perspective. And the week before, we examined hope and faith from Reverend Stacy and Today is about love. Next Sunday, on Christmas Eve, Reverend Stacy returns, and we'll talk about joy with the birth of the Christ child. So today, again, is love. And the scripture for today in today's Daily Word from 1 John is about each one of us. The scripture today begins with the word beloved or beloved. And in New Thought teachings, the term beloved is often used to share a sense of of divine love as an affirmation of our inherent worth and of our goodness. The word beloved emphasizes the idea that each of us is cherished in some way and loved by the divine, which is the Christ within. That's a lot. And that's just the first word in the scripture, beloved. Who knew that there could be so much in just one word? So the beloved are special. We all are beloved. So that means we are set apart. And even more, we are loved from the center of our being, that Christ that lives within each one of us. The qualities associated with being beloved in unity includes four major areas, and I'll share those with you this morning, because this is, of course, about us. The first is inherent goodness. Somebody say goodness. This goodness is something that we inherited as being heirs or the successors of the indwelling Christ within. Have you ever heard of anybody getting an inheritance? It's usually... I've seen those television shows where they inherit something and it's awful. In this case, you inherit something that's really wonderful. It's already there. There was a man 
and you may have heard about him, who exhibited an immune response to COVID-19 that is up to 1,000 times stronger than the average person. So what that means is, is that the antibodies in his blood are super, supercharged. And as a matter of fact, they're now being used to help other critically ill people who are COVID patients. Healthcare will likely learn a lot about the immune system and its response to the virus thanks to his body, what was going on with inside him. So the fact is that he always had this enormous value, even when he didn't know it, and it was made known to him. He goes, I did not know that. My life was not different, but resident in him was this enormous gift that he's giving to the world. You may not be aware either. That's just like inherent goodness is already inside of us. Somebody say, that's good. That's good. Unity teaches us that there is a divine essence or a spark within each one of us. And that divine aspect is good, is pure, and connected to a higher consciousness or a spiritual source that we call God. And as Yvette was sharing with us this morning with the Daily Word, the scripture suggests that when we are called beloved, it indicates or it's a sign that we have a deep and an intimate connection. What does that really mean? In plain talk, and on my radio show, we have to break it down because our audience is so vast, and we have children, we have people who are 80 years old, we have people right there in the middle. So in plain talk, when we talk about being steadfastly connected with God, what we're saying is that we are the expressions of divine love and consciousness. I can remember being in elementary school, and ever so often, <laughs> I, I, I grew up in a rough school, so ever so often one of the, our friends would do something that seemed out of character. I say my friends, sometimes I would do stuff that was out of character. <laughs> And the catchphrase when one of us would do something like that, we would say, are you reflecting on your home training? <laughs> Meaning, is your action what a reflection of what your mom taught you when you were growing up? And I hated when people would ask me that because I knew that I was out of line. It was upsetting when somebody asked you that question. And soon after, you would see that individual pulling back from that bad behavior and getting back in alignment. Because we are beloved, we are a reflection of our spiritual home training. Somebody say, hmm. The second quality of being in a steadfast, beloved relationship is the unconditionality of it. Many years ago, there was a a little girl who was suffering from a rare and a serious blood disease. Her only, her only chance of recovery appeared to be a blood transfusion from her five-year-old brother. He had miraculously survived the same disease not long before, and he, like the individual who had the COVID antibodies, had developed something in her blood that would combat 
the disease. So the doctor asked the little boy, he said, son, if, would you be willing to give your sister your blood to help her to live? He hesitated only for a second. He goes, yes, I'll do it if it'll save her life. As the transfusion was progressing and he's laying in the bed next to his sister, the tubes and all of that going on, he looked over at his sister and he saw the color returning to her cheeks. He looked up at the doctor, still laying there, and he says with a trembling voice, well, will I start to die right away? Being young, the little boy had misunderstood the doctor. He thought that he was going to give all of his blood to his sister to save her life. And he was willing to do that unconditionally. You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the senior minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. Today is National Curry Chicken Day. As curry chicken lovers enthusiastically celebrate and fill their dishes with a variety of flavorful spices and serve them to their friends and family. When making a true curry chicken, don't reach for the curry powder. Instead, stew the chicken in a sauce made from clarified butter known as G, onions, garlic, and a medley of spices such as cinnamon, ginger, and other great spices. Other ingredients include chilies and tomatoes. Curries came into favor as an excellent way of using up cold meat. In parts of the United States, curried chicken is a popular dish known as Country Captain Chicken, a stewed chicken dish that has been flavored with curry powder. Today is National Curried Chicken Day. That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening, and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week.